many places, history has been replaced in schools by social studies, a politically correct rendition of current social issues. When there is history, all too often it's revisionist history that looks back through the past to find things to denounce about America or Western civilization. Thomas Sowell Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul. Our topic is one I can't believe I haven't tackled yet, so let's correct that right now. That topic is the impact of political correctness on history, and how it absolutely, inevitably, leads to revisionist history. We should probably start by looking at the definition of political correctness. The Oxford English Dictionary defines it this way. The avoidance, often considered as taken to extremes, of forms of expression or action that are perceived to exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. What this means in the area of history specifically is that now the past is judged not by simply the facts of what occurred but also through the interpretive lens of what is considered right or wrong according to our present-day morals, beliefs, and worldviews. In other words, it's not true history at all anymore. Here's an example of how PC run amok impacts history in a negative and damaging way. When I was growing up, we all knew Thomas Jefferson for a few key accomplishments. Writing the Declaration of Independence, being our third president, and the Louisiana Purchase. Today, when Jefferson is mentioned in schools at all, the first thing said is that he was an evil slave owner who fathered children with one of his slaves. It's true he was a slave owner, like almost every other founding father, and that he had children with Sally Hemings. The evil part is a value judgment that's far more personal than historically provable. And though true, Should these two facts now not only be presented first when talking about his legacy, but as more important than his other accomplishments, to the point of negating them entirely? Okay, that was a long, awkwardly worded question. So let me put it this way. Does the fact that Jefferson owned slaves mean that the Declaration of Independence he wrote is worthless? Of course not. And if you think so, you're an idiot. This tendency toward political correctness doesn't only impact how we view historical figures, of course, but also the very events of history itself. Much of this political correctness regarding various past events is, in my opinion, the collective angst of several generations feeling guilty about events they had no part in and don't even remotely understand. For example, Manifest Destiny may not have been the most noble idea, at least in its implementation, but it was a natural one. The notion that it was America's destiny to be one nation stretching from coast to coast was not questioned at all by those who lived in that time, only by those today who are uncomfortable with how it was achieved. Yet even the most vocal of the PC police aren't offering to give up their home on the golf course in Scottsdale to the Apaches. 
or their beach house in Santa Barbara to Spain or Mexico. Part of the problem is also that it's been 70 years since there was a real and imminent threat to the American homeland as there was in World War II. When a people forget what kind of sacrifice is required to preserve their freedoms and their way of life, they begin not only to take that way of life for granted, but often to even despise it. Thus, some today see every conflict from World War I to the Iraq War as American imperialism at its worst. There are events in our history where this can be rightly debated, but not everyone. And while war is never preferable, it's often unavoidable. This is as much a fact of history as any other. I'm not saying that some of the ideas behind the political correctness movement don't have their place in our national discussion. They do, provided they're not used as a litmus test, as they often are, for who is right and who is wrong. But they belong more appropriately in the realm of sociology than of history. And what we cannot do, ever, is judge the people and events of the past by our current standards and viewpoints. Every generation believes it is wiser and more enlightened than the ones that came before. And every generation has been both right and wrong. The same generation that produced our Declaration of Independence and Constitution, defended slavery on biblical grounds, and used bloodletting to cure George Washington's final illness, which of course it didn't. They did what they thought right and proper in their time, and should, at least from an historical perspective, be judged in that way. If you want to be ashamed of every so-called misdeed your ancestors committed, fine, but don't call it the study of history. The bottom line is this, altering history to fit what makes us comfortable today will never enable us to learn anything about or from that history. If that's the route we want to go, we should just abandon the study of history entirely and all sign up for some nice group therapy. It'll be about as useful as what we're doing now. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.